Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Congratulations. You found us. Okay, that's actually a good thing to introduce us by. And um, we decided to opt for this little conversation to introduce people to who we are and what we do, rather than do the formal video lecture uh, session. Um, Hopefully that means you'll stay tuned in a little bit longer. Right. We thought maybe a conversation between two people would help you understand um, help our audience understand a little bit more about who we are and what we do. And speaking of audience. <laughs> okay. Um, hello audience. Hello audience. And, um, so one of the, one of the things that we've, um, we've been challenged by over the last 30 years. Oh, hang on. First of all, it's pronounced cognitivology. Yeah. Oh, that's if, any, if anybody was curious. Yeah, cognitivology. Right. So just think of cognitive and then add ology, ology. to it. Right. So, so, which of course is the study of, of real brain development. Yes. Right. So or, as right. I like to say, everything, <laughs> <laughs> the study of everything. That's actually an important point because, which actually relates to the point that I first wanted to make, because 
we've been advised so many times over 30 years that we have to choose a target audience or people will say, well, who's your target audience? Because business models typically, excuse me, um, want to follow a certain market. So a target audience so that you can market yourself. And we understand also. It may be you, but it may be the person next to you. We would like it to be you. And the person next to you. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So people say, who are your target audience? So, well, we do real brain development. So our target audience is everybody. And then, you know, aside from being told you have to have a target audience, you know, everybody who has a brain is our target audience because we're talking about real brain development and nobody's exempt from that. And they're like, oh, but, you know, m- business is like this or like that. And you have to pick a target audience and you just start out with that and you could move into other markets or other audiences. And I'm like, OK, that's really uh, contrary to what we do. So what we do fails to fit in to regular business models or regular narratives about what people think brain development is. And that's one of the reasons we run into a big challenge. Yes. So, um, because everybody has a brain. Now we we can approach different age groups, uh, different audiences with uh, an emphasis on a particular type of a topic, right? We can target. Yes. But there is a bullseye. On a target. And when you think about brain development, then we're dealing with the bullseye rather than all those rings around the bullseye, which are a part of the target that people are trying to market. Okay. So there's a bullseye on the target. Right. And we're dealing with the bullseye of brain development. So that would be one way to explain what it is that we do. And would you like to say something about that bullseye or target? <laughs> so, so, um, um, I mean, it, it really does encompass it all. Okay. So I feel like you've said most what is needed to be said. Right. Okay. So, um, I think that leads us to the next point. I mean, the people listening may be confused. Okay. So, um, I think that some of the clarification about who we are and what we do, about what cognitiveology is, leads into the next point when after uh, defining something more about target audience. Um, Technically speaking, we do have a target audience. And target audience is uh, those who are in charge, take care of, or educate children in the first five years of their life, and in particular, the three and a half to five-year-old stage, which is significant yes. in a way that most people are unaware of, and that even includes the field of neuroscience itself. Correct. Now, t- to make things simpler, we like to just call, a lot of times we call it the preschool stage, but a lot of people get confused about what the preschool stage actually is. It's mm-hmm. the three-and-a-half to five-year-old stage of life. We um, all went through it. Right. We all went through it. We were all there. We like to just call it the four-year-old stage to just make it simple right. because it's right in the middle of that. And um, and so some... A lot of changes happen. 
in in your brain at the four year old. A lot of a lot of things actually. Rather than say a lot of things are happening at that time, I would like to take what you described before, and let people know that everything is happening at that time, and it's the only stage where everything is happening in your brain at the same time, and as preparation for your your readiness for everything in life. So there's a particular bullseye on how the four-year-old brain is nurtured so that you can be prepared for everything in life. And although people understand that the early years are the foundation for everything, there's still a very big disconnect between where human progress goes and what we think of what we're doing with that stage of development. So the first thing we need to clarify is that people often think that we're, you know, um, a healing clinic or a a cognitive therapy uh, organization. But what we deal with is helping people understand how the brain is really meant to work. Just like when you study geology or the orbits of the planets, you study how they really work and how they really, uh, that they're working how they're meant to work. Right. (laughs) So the same thing is for the brain. There's nothing in biology or in the world or in the universe um, that is meant to work any other way except that the way it's meant to work. Nothing is meant to work uh, to be purposely damaged or traumatized and then fixed later. Okay, but this is how we treat the human brain. And our platform is to inform people. And rather than just identify that we're doing cognitive development incorrectly, that there is actually a correct way to do cognitive development. So rather than just saying that we're identifying that so much of what we do with young children is cognitively incorrect, we actually present what in what is entailed in doing cognitively correct development. So I do have one conclusive thing to say, but what would you like to throw So what in I'd before? like to throw in here is that um, as a parent, everybody was always complaining, oh, there's no manual. Sorry about the negation, guys, but it, there are zero manuals written about how to raise children. There are zero there are zero places to go to get the best advice. There are zero places to go. And so I'm just going to do what my parents did before. Or I truly disliked the way my parents did it before, so I'm going to do everything different. Right. Well, I'd like to tell everybody who's listening who found us, that we, in fact, have written the manual. <laughs> okay. So rather than what you're saying as a parent is that um, you understand that people have certain parenting styles, which they are very sincerely subscribed to. And, and, and I admire that entirely because people really want to do their best for their children. They want to do better for their children. They want to do better than their parents did. But it's is it really about a parenting style or is it really about the childing style. What is the brain demanding for its proper development? And that's the the point that we come from. That's what our target is. So when people say a target audience, well, uh, 
I would say, okay, um, if there's already a group of people out there that are doing real childing rather than superficial parenting, um, then they would be our target audience. But then, of course, then we'd be asking that target audience who's doing childing to to join us, to collaborate with us. Absolutely. So So now now the trend, though, of course, clearly is everybody saying, well, adulting is hard. Adulting is hard. You hear that all the time. Right. Adulting is so hard. It, who 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 thought adulting would be fun? Or uh, adulting is so hard. Mm-hmm. But you very rarely hear childing. Right, is the way to go. Right, which is perfect. Uh, a perfect uh, preface for my my final point in conclusion. Um, and uh, that is what that I'd like to say. I think that even though we've becoming so much more aware of what the states of healthiness should be mentally and emotionally in the world and that we're people are advocating for this. And as I said, I want to reiterate that while there are a lot of platforms out there that are doing therapy and healing, uh, I want make it clear again that what we do is about ensuring that that passage, which people think is a rite of passage or a natural, it's completely abnormal to destroy childhood in any way, shape or form, even in the mildest way, um, and then fix it later on. So my, my main, uh, my main emphasis here is to say that I think we've come far enough even around the world in an understanding about how the adulting of everything and everybody of ourselves is really uh, pointing at least 90% to healing the inner child right? Yes. An inner child that should have never been damaged or broken or traumatized. So as we get to the point uh, on a worldwide global awareness basis of adulting and self-improvement and being a better professional and personal person in your life and your family, it all points to the inner child. Mm -hmm. So the inner child literally will affect and influence everything in our lives and the way that we do everything. And I know people think that politics and economics are the way and technology to fix the world. But the way we do these things are still reflective of our inner child. Now, are there a lot of altruistic people out there who are coming up with really grand and green and, you know, brilliant innovatives to make our world a better place where we are also following that same cognitive model where we are fixing all the broken things. And I praise those people from the bottom of my heart, the bottom of my soul, my innermost soul and the deepest recesses of my mind. I admire these people tremendously and I love the collaborative inventions that people are coming up with to, to fix things. But going back, so we are at a, I think we are at a global awareness state where everybody realizes the inner child is where the, the, the real uh, restoration party is at. 
Yes. And that inner child affects everything we do. It's like the weather. <laughs> the weather affects everything that we do. How you're going to dress, you know, what you're going to eat, whatever. I'm being very superficial using that as an analogy, but I think there's a certain um, resonance to it that anyone can relate to. But um, the inner child is really the core I would say, I'm going to put a number on it, 90% the core of what people are dealing with, the challenges that people are going through, whether it's their mental, emotional, spiritual, soulful, physical, everything, healthful, educational, um, decision-making strategies, everything is affected by our inner child. So why is it that with all the adulting and recognition of inner childness, healing, why do we put so little emphasis on, on on disconnecting? Like if we really want to make progress in the world, then the inner child, the young child before it gets damaged is where our major emphasis, our major agenda, our major priority needs to go. Because if the inner child influences everything we do and everybody's inner child is damaged, then we need to start we still need those healing programs, but we need to start a program that prevents inner the child. Initial, right. initial we damage. need to go through prevention rather than rely later on prescriptions or right. technology to fix certain things. And if people find it hard to believe that there's, a, as one person tried to describe to me, a utopian way of of human development or a, a real altruistic. Is that feasible? And I, and you know, and people are saying, but you know, we're, we're, who said we have to be perfect or that we're perfect? I'm like, yeah, but we do a perfect job and have been doing a perfect job for thousands of years of guaranteeing that each and every child gets damaged. Right. We've never done an imperfect job Absolutely. with it. So it, and, and the brain is made for, for things that have nothing to do with the way our world operates. Yes. So why are we working against the natural construct and conjecture of brain when the brain would work so much better if we worked with it the way it's supposed to be worked, just like everything else in the universe Mm -hmm. does. So that is our main message. Yes. And which um, is why we said in the beginning, congratulations for finding us. <laughs> okay, so because that, as a business model, if you were paying attention, we have zero model. The, we we are about disseminating this information to everyone who will listen, right. everyone who will participate, and everyone who wants to change humanity from from the get-go. Right. I would say um, on my soapbox that really changing humanity means changing the way we think we understand brain development and understanding real brain development depends predominantly on understanding the first five years of brain development and specifically the four-year-old stage of brain development as the consummate resource because that's where the most information about real brain development can be resourced from. And so we use this particular stage as a model for understanding what true human potential is, uh, intellectual literacy, advanced 
reasoning skills, precognitive, uh, re- theorizing and hypothesizing, decision making, and all of those other things that our brain is ultimately primed for. Um, emotional uh, intelligence, spiritual literacy is included. And uh, the moment we start speaking about that, some people will start running for the hills. But we only use 10 to 30% of our cognitive potential. We use our whole brains, by the way, we do. Whatever you do, your whole brain, 100% of your brain is involved. Um, The reason why I said before that 90% of the healing that adulting involves is with the inner child, because 90% of our brain develops in the first five years of life. And the inner child is predominantly the first five years of life. So um, on that note, we, um, I'm leaving a little bit of a, a hanging cord here, but we would like to see how we have, um, sort of generated some more curiosity among every audience that is interested and intrigued by brain development. And please join us in our, in our project. What would you like to say? (laughs) (laughs) So if you found us through a search on the internet, you might also know that we have a podcast Mm -hmm. called Got Brain. Um, We would love to hear any questions from gotbrainpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find cognitiveology at gmail.com or preschool pre pre K guru. Yes, you could, you, uh, you could, yes, you can uh, email me at pre K guru at gmail, but um, we also would like to see people email us from the podcast directly because uh, that's where I will answer the questions, questions that people have about uh, real brain, real brain development. Development. And, and especially one of the reasons why our audience can be supporting us is if they're listening to the podcast and they have a question, then and they want to ask us the question based on the information we present there, then that way, if it comes through the podcast and the email we have, which is gotbrainpodcast at gmail.com, then uh, it may very well be the same question that somebody else has. And then we could do a podcast where we are just answering the questions, um, which means that we'd be probably going over information that we've already put, but maybe there needs to be more information added to that so we can answer those questions for you. And to end, I hope that we have given you a better understanding of what our project is. Uh, I like to call it a project. You can also call it a mission. Um, Truly is a mission. Yes. Because it's our mission in life to change child development one one four-year-old brain at a time that's actually the the core of it and core is very important (laughs) so So, if you found us on our website there are books to be had there are sessions to be booked 
There are tea parties to be entertained. Or you can, again, just buy us a coffee. On our podcast. On our podcast. Thank you very much for visiting us and especially for finding us. We hope that you will become part of our Cognitiveology community. So long. Bye.